On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if the Taste Buds are ready to say goodbye to The Walking Dead, if the Pennyworth finale is somehow the best finale of the week, and if Nick from None of My Friends Like Comics will return for Phalanx Covenant Part 2 of X-Men the Animated Series. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show! What's up, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book. I am your master of chaos, Ryan, and Cassie is not here, and Mike is not here. Caitlin, are you ready to do this? I am here, and yes, I am so ready. Now, because it's me and Caitlin, uh, we have been turning all the lights on and off as many times as possible, like... We just keep turning the lights on and off. Mm-hmm. We have uh, left every toilet seat up and then down yep. and then up and then down. We keep rolling the windows down and up, down and up. We keep making faces knowing that our faces will stay like that. And yet yep. we do it anyway. Caitlin, mm-hmm. it's sheer chaos here. That's right. And uh, I actually got all the toilet paper from the bathrooms and I've decorated the whole place with toilet paper, um, leaving zero toilet paper for the bathroom. So if anyone ever tries to go in there, like they're fucked. Do you know so- what's we- well, they will also decorate the bathrooms with their lack of toilet paper. You know exactly. what's weird is that people spend so much money on decorations that aren't toilet paper, and yet I find toilet paper to be the best decolletage for any room in your house. It, it's really great, and then when it gets wet, it like makes it so different, and that's how you can just change your room. It's like a nice feng shui, but so much easier to do than like moving furniture. Also, Caitlin, I've noticed that uh, a lot of people spend money on super soakers for water balloon and water bores. Uh, you and I have snot rockets, and we have been shooting those at each other. And the, the studio is full of our, not just snot, but love. I would say yeah. love. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I let out a heart shot booger like two minutes ago. I'm pretty proud of it. But it really shows what my inside is feeling. It's love. Do you know how French chicks can like drag off a cigarette and like uh, blow a heart into the air? Mm-hmm. Caitlin can do that with her boogers and snot. And it is amazing. I've learned how to teach my body how to make heart-shaped boogers, and I I have to really patent that method and share it with the world. My favorite Nirvana song is "Heart-Shaped Booger," and it's just it's a it's a wonderful song. Heart-shaped booger, coming out of my nose. Uh, Nirvana, you get out of here. You're not invited. I I can't believe that you were here right now, and. This is probably going to be the biggest podcast of all time because we just had Nirvana walk in here. But uh, no, this is time for me and Caitlin to hang out. Caitlin, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, Ryan, I ate so much food. It was great. I had three different Thanksgivings and I ate so many sweet potatoes. You could have rolled me out of there, but you couldn't because I wouldn't fit through the door. Do you straight up have a food baby after a day like that? Um, Usually, yes. Yesterday, I don't know. I... I don't know what happened, Ryan. I think I let down the world because I didn't have a food baby. Oh wow! Your, and your I let stomach down didn't my blow mom. up like that. No, it didn't get big. Did you know my food babies are so realistic that I have uh, rented a hospital room 
with a bed with stirrups and I put my feet in those stirrups and I give birth to that food baby and I try to poop it out much like your heart-shaped boogers Mm -hmm. in the shape of a baby and then the nurses come and they put that baby in a towel and then I raise it to be an adult. That's beautiful, Ryan. And you do that every year? I do that every year. How many of your babies are running around? Like, do you have them in your house? Oh, no. It's like none of them run around because they're just human shit. So uh, (laughs) they just lay on the ground and do nothing. None of them runny. But I can't, I can't throw them away. They're my babies. No, that's your babies. Uh, Caitlin, Mike promised us that we would not uh, try to prom, try to get us to promise that we would not talk about human shit in the intro mm. tonight. And I think we let's give our thanks to Mike for uh, fucking off. Um, we have a huge, huge show. Uh, the Walking Dead is over. Woo! What is it? <laughs> are you are you ready to like say goodbye? Ryan, I've never been so ready in my life to say goodbye to a show. Uh, we have to say goodbye to The Walking Dead. We're going to talk about um, Pennyworth, Titans. We're going to talk about Warrior Nun. And then Nick from None of My Friends Like Comics is coming back to talk about X-Taz. But before all of that, let's get to The Walking Dead. Eleven seasons. 177 episodes. 1,156 characters killed. Over 10,000 zombie actors. And an 84% drop in ratings from the beginning to the end. (laughs) This week marks the airing of Rest in Peace, the final episode of The Walking Dead. The oversized episode features all of the characters trying to get from one place to a different place with zombies in between. Not sure what else to say. There were zombies. No, I already said that. Uh, Some characters die and some characters quickly wrap up their character arc. Taste, Caitlin, I ask you this. Was any of this satisfying whatsoever? Um, I mean, it seemed like a, a normal episode of The Walking Dead for me. Um, and zombies like, were like zombies, right? Yeah, there was like zombies and zombies. There was like more montages than normal, I guess. So there was that. It was, um, it, it did wrap it up, but also it, it like left us on a cliffhanger so that they could do more if they wanted, which is like, I didn't want that. I wanted it to be a solid end, Walking Dead. I mean, yeah, like, there's no way that was going to happen yeah. for two reasons. One, they have a lot of spinoffs. And two, there's no way that we think that this team is capable of, like, giving us an end. Yeah. Like, they have only ever carried out storylines to the point where they can continue the storylines in a different way in the future. I like, think we've had, like, more concise endings of seasons than this finale was. And we ha- barely had many deaths. Because in other seasons, you could walk up to the bad guy of that season and kill him. And yeah. that's, that's finality. Yeah. This was like, you're, you weren't going to solve zombieism. Yeah. So we just had to all, at some point, be like, it's over? Mm-hmm. Question mark? But is it? Let's, let's start here, Caitlin. Okay. How painful was this hour for you? Oh, man, Ryan, I had to like scrape my brain to try to figure out who everyone was, because I mean, I only watch like one Walking Dead episode every year or so. Right. So I was like, oh, wow, that person. Oh, no, they're dead. And another person died. Oh, no. Okay. There's one moment where a woman jumps into a horde of zombies and then just starts taking them out. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then she crawls up like a... A pipe. Like a, a pipe. And I'm like, that pipe's going to fall. It didn't fall. And that wasn't what got her. What got her was a bite later. Yeah, It's also, this is uh, Rosita. 
Yes. And she's been there. She's been on the show forever, right? Like, she's probably the yeah. most famous, aside from Rick, Terrell, Carol, uh, Farrell, Beryl, and Gerald. Out of those <laughs> six people, she's probably the most famous. And she did get bit. But her falling into the ground and then rising up and then killing a bunch of zombies with her, like, machete, whatever, it looked like shit. Yeah. It looked like the lowest budget show. It looked like a Hallmark Christmas movie. That's what this looked like. I think I'd watch a Hallmark Christmas movie more than watching this again. But yeah, she fell down there. It's like, oh no, she fell. And then it's like, oh, no, she's back. But and like, she... that was the level of excitement I had for this. But like, that level of stakes is like, a, it's like a dipping a quarter into an arcade game yeah. and then pulling it back out. Mm-hmm. Like, so Rosita died. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, she's back alive. Oh no. Oh, she's going to die again later. Oh no. Like, that's the amount of. Mm-hmm. feelings I have for the show is like what you, you can't ask this from me in this way if you're going to yeah. ask stuff from me then you have to do it well otherwise I don't how could I care how could I possibly care mm-hmm. she that, did save a baby though with her life that she still had she saved a baby I will say that this is probably the most this is the scene where she comes in with a couple of other people and they uh, there's a there's a baby's like trapped in over flipped cribs and stuff mm-hmm that are, like, protecting them from the zombies. They come in. That's probably the most energy, ambition that I saw from this episode. Mm-hmm. That scene worked. I would yeah. say. She saves two babies? Or just that one baby? I think three. because Three each babies? Of, I only e- saw two. Each of them had to have a very clearly fake baby attached to them for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Just dangling feet. Just a just a little a little loaf that they get to carry around the rest of the episode. Okay, uh, until she dies. And then yeah, the murder started right away, and I was like, oh, this character is supposed to mean something, I guess. But like, whatever. We didn't mm-hmm. watch The Walking Dead all the way through, so like, yeah. that's uh, that's not on them. That's on us. Yeah. What I'm saying is that this was another example of an episode that had no forward momentum. It was mm-hmm. a scene after a scene after a scene after a scene, and these scenes could have been thrown in the air. And switched around, and it would have changed nothing. Like, yeah. there was no format. Like, this was all just like, uh, you know what would be cool for a horror scene? This and this. And, like, let's just do it. Yeah. Even there's, like, Negan and Maggie. So I had to look up, like, why they she had to say – or he had to say sorry, but Negan says sorry to Maggie. And, like, I guess Maggie was with Glenn, and Glenn was brutally murdered by Negan. So he's like, sorry – and she's like, I don't accept you. You're sorry. And then that was it. That's like, we're moving nowhere. Like, I guess Negan has grown because he's able to say sorry for what he's done. And he's trying to, like, change as a person. But, like, their relationship really hasn't changed because she can't move on from that. Which is unfortunate because the spinoff, one of the next spinoffs is Maggie and Negan. Yeah. Cole and the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go up to... uh. uh I don't know, like an elevated position to try to assassinate the leader. Yeah. And then never get to do that. So like, yeah, Maggie was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take her out take out this Pamela bitch. And like, doesn't takes out some other person and said some Walker guy. All right. Um, let's get to the meat of it. They line up a bunch of explosives, right? Because yep. it's a mm-hmm. finale and we have to have things explode. God blow it out of the water, Ryan. And so uh, when the zombies kick off the explosions that go all over the city, it's set to the tune of Living Colors, mm-hmm. Cult of Personality. Mm-hmm. But, Caitlin, 
I got to tell you, I was watching an episode with subtitles that had the subtitles of different lyrics, and mm-hmm. it was New Radicals can't let go. You got a reason to live. <laughs> and so they switched the songs between the subtitle making and the uh, actual editing. So oh, I, wow. got to, I got to read the subtitles for one song and listen to another one. And I got to say, do you know that new Radical song? Uh, yes, I do. I think that would have been way better. Yeah, just even how you just sang it, I would have liked that. Because, I mean, blowing shit up is really fun. And then that this is the, this is how you do the finale. This is like the firework finale. Give me good blown up shit. If I mean, even, song. Even if it was literally how I just sang it. If people were yeah. listening or watching, just be like, is that Ryan from Superhero <laughs> Show Show singing the new Radicals? Uh, that would have been better. But I uh, I don't know. That part was cool, I guess. There was Blowing zombies shit up on will fire. always get me. Um uh that was pretty cool. They I like how they blew up like the governor's house and like all the rich people's houses and estates. It's like, yeah, fuck the rich, but it's like, but do you have the supplies to still sustain your self whatever, just blow it up. Yeah. And I mean like at this point we're in the finale. You can yeah. feel the writers, you can feel the show creators being like Whatever, just blow yeah, it up. Yeah, it's like, eh, well, just blow it up. That's how we end it here. What was, if you had to ask, or if you had to answer this question, what was the one character moment that actually was close to effective? Um, I was think it, it Negan and Maggie, or I think it was Negan and Maggie, where Negan finally, like, you've, I mean, I've, I haven't seen too much of it, but he's like arced from this villain to someone who's trying to, you know, say sorry and and change. I feel like that was the most effective thing that I saw, but then, I mean, it, it kind of went nowhere still. Yeah, it's still like, it still has this, like, I'm going to hit this ball of dramatism where I'm not mm-hmm. going to go farther than to ever get anybody in the feelings. Um, yeah, yeah, like, the zombie with the fire walking out, like, oh, I, I've been exploded, but I'm still trying to live. Oh, no, yeah. I'm going to die. I feel like that has the same dramatic resonance of the, the Negan and Maggie thing. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. knowing that they're getting their own show later. Yeah. Okay. That was surprising to me because, like, we get the whole one year later cut, and it's like, okay, we're gonna see everything's improved like a ton. Which we do have our like three little lands, the hilltop, the conclave, enclave, commonwealth. What is it called? Commonwealth. Commonwealth. And then there's like Alexandria. I think are Mm -hmm. the three of them, and they're all run and they're all doing great. And then we see like the kids, like we're alive. What what did they all say together? We're the ones who lived. 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 We're the oh my god, Ryan. That reminded me of like those commercials where it's like, um, I am the one. I'm the one. I'm the one with prostate cancer or something like that. <laughs> it just gave me like medical commercial like vibes, and I was like, maybe this is because I'm not like meant like emotionally invested into this show. But I was like, this did not hit well for me. I wonder if they're so advanced that like they are they have started to film medical commercials and it's like <laughs> them having a good life but it's like your kitchen's floor is mud you know like you still drink shit water yeah the but, montage where they we they show all like the dead people the people who have died over the past 11 seasons did that hit you at all as someone who's watched more episodes than me oh Kaylin, you know that it did not you know that <laughs> it was so ridiculous like you guys think that you did something great here. You know, that's all mm-hmm. I could think is like what it felt like was at the Oscars when I'm watching the Oscars and there's that like in memoriam part where I see all of the greatest performers in the history of Hollywood mm-hmm. who's died this year. 
But instead, it's you dumb fucks. You dumb fucks that I didn't give a fuck about before and I clearly don't care about now. And now you're looking at the camera and said, we died for you. I'm the one that lived. We died for you. Shut the fuck up. You feel like uh, it sounds like a cult that no one wants to be a part of. Like, it was awful. Yeah, it was it, it was culty. It was either yeah, uh, uh, commercial or culty. One of the two. There is there's there's nothing that people chant together as a group that isn't a cult. No. Like, I could ask, do you like Pepsi? No. Okay. Let's say you did. I love Pepsi, actually, Ryan. If we both start saying together in a row, we like Pepsi. We like Pepsi. That's Pepsi, no, that Pepsi, goes Pepsi. crazy. That's crazy. That's a cult. Kendall uh, Jenner will come out and then stop us and be like, no, here's a Coke. Put a flower right in my mouth. Put a flower in. <laughs> Baby. Um, but then we get one of the people who was supposed to be dead. Yes. Who's saying, I'm the one who lived or whatever their fucking cult thing is. And We're Rick, the ones who live. Rick is alive. Rick is on a beach in a swamp. Mm-hmm. Alive. Okay, I did like that little swamp with like our little zombie heads popping out like burst a little like for air like little guppies that was kind of fun hey caitlin i have some advice if you're going to live around zombie face swamp put shoes on do not walk around barefoot when there's zombie faces coming out of the swamp it was pretty gross he had one like hobbit foot and one normal foot i was like what the fuck is up with this why are we going so close to your feet i'd rather look at these little guppy zombies i have to say that like every time whether it's fish or humans or whatever, if there are faces coming out of the swamp, I'm going to put shoes on. Yeah. He had his boots. Yeah. But, like, he's in some prison island where now he's caught again. I don't yeah, fucking know. Yeah, I don't. I was trying to understand that. I even looked up online. I was like, what the fuck is this? Still don't understand. I watched three videos. Couldn't get it. Um, but, yeah, because there are people who were against the living people and we're i don't know what it was like the helicopter telling him like you we're coming for you bro but did you understand that ultimately you decided not to watch all 350 hours of the walking dead franchise in order to understand what was happening yeah that's sort of where i'm at yeah but then there was he's alive and then michonne is alive yes did we know that she was alive i mean i knew it because i saw news headlines like oh two months ago but got it not based on watching the show okay did they did both michonne and rick go off together at like split the group these are questions for our audience please email us uh tell us tell us yeah Uh, besides these questions uh this was trash the whole show was trash the whole Mm -hmm. last eight nine seasons what are we thinking like a season and a half was like all right that was solid and then yeah. nine and a half seasons of trash. Yeah. I sent Ryan a, a bar graph of the, the what is it, the show ratings. Not the show ratings, the viewership for each yeah. season. And it was like a bell graph of how it went up and then completely down. That was insane. And there's like five people watching the finale right now. I mean, like, honestly, go find somebody who is like, oh, you saw the Walking Dead finale? So did I. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I will give someone a dollar if they can find someone <laughs> who watched it on that day. You know what? If you find someone, record a segment, and we will put it in place of this segment that Caitlin and I are doing right now. <laughs> Caitlin, I don't know what to say. Um, fuck you, Walking Dead. Like, uh, say la vie. Get the fuck out of here. Ryan, 
I was so like, this is going to be it. This is the end. Like, I'm so excited. And then at the very end, when we hit, see Rick and Michonne, and then they say there's three new series, give us a little preview of, what is it? Dead City, Daryl Dixon, and Rick and Michonne. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> I will tell you this, uh, do not count on tuning into this podcast for coverage of those shows. Oh, Brian, I think that's my moment of the week. <laughs> that think... moment right there that you just said that, moment of the week. I think we have to be done. Yeah. Uh, my moment of the week is uh, Negan going up to, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maggie. <coughs> Maggie and being like, shit. You know that uh, husband you had? Uh, I'm fucking sorry. Um, I'm real, real sorry I did that. And her just like, her staring at him like with that twitching eye of like, that twitching eye of like, I'm about to cry, but also, are you fucking kidding me right now? You <laughs> fucking monster. Uh, I can't believe that scene was in here. Move on without that scene. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? There was no point for it at all. Especially since she doesn't do anything. Yeah. My other moment of the week is uh, Rosita landing on the ground uh, and then coming back up and with like cutting my uh, zombie's head. And like, I cannot believe how much the budget has been cut on this show. Yeah. Well, it it should be. It looks like shit. Caitlin, your moment of the week is just me saying, do you have any more? I guess it's the guppy, the guppy zombies. Um, I did yeah. like them how they were like I the whole time I was looking at them I paused it and I was like how are they getting actors to do this like be all covered <laughs> in mud and like with mud in their mouth I was like this is wild that was the coolest moment for me well Caitlin you pay a lot of money to walk on mud with little little people biting your feet right yeah That's- oh hell yeah it's like you know those baths like those massages you can get where the feet the fishies eat your feet you hire humans to do that exactly <laughs> suck on my toes I am. That's Walking Dead. That's on AMC. Watch it. I'm so nervous to ask my next question. Caitlin, you've been working on a website. Oh, yeah. What is that? It's Guppy Tofe Suckers. No! <laughs> Everywhere you can find guppies that'll suck your toes. So that's just it? It just points you to places? Yeah, it's like a map, but also it tells you how good that these guppies do suck them toes. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. It's it like will a give rating like, system as well. It'll give star ratings to fish about yes. how well they suck your toes. That's right. They got to suck that dead skin straight off them feet. This is, I am getting nauseous. This is disgusting <laughs> to me. Uh, does it tell you what other animals are good at doing this? Yes. Yeah. If there's like, let's say the shop doesn't have guppies. Instead, it has, I don't know. Um, hairless cats that come mm. over and lick the mm-hmm. dead skin off your feet. There's a rating for that as well. And do, do, do I don't know why we're continuing on this. Do the cats like chew the skin off and then spit no, it out, or they do have they like, eat it off and swallow it and then poop it out later? Yes, they have like sandpaper like tongues, and it just comes right out. They're like yum 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 yum, nice little snacky for me's. Jesus Christ. Cybersprout.net. Their design experts are well-versed in digital strategy and elegant design. Combining the two masterfully, working hand-in-hand with you, Cybersprout focuses on collaboration and goal-driven design to help make sure your website reaches the right customer. Cybersprout provides tools and training that make 
managing and tweaking your businesses website a breeze cybersprout.net caitlin we are going to mercifully go drink some water vomit our fucking brains out and then when we come back we're going to talk about the rest of the shows caitlin it's time now for the poll what the fuck nick <laughs> nick what the i showed up nick from none of your friends like comics are you here right now i did i did i walked in oh, wow because uh, we're doing uh the phalanx part two later yes yes but you're just here right now yeah just you know okay i like to i like to show up early let's let's be honest were you so excited that you had to come in early just to see what was I, going on i couldn't contain myself that's for sure yes so adorable <laughs> all right first up on the poll list is pennyworth on the season finale of pennyworth the milk is infected. Meanwhile, Sandra refused to be saved from the crazed individuals by Alfie until he's honest with her. So while fleeing, Alfie tells her about his past relationship with Zara. There's a performance of I Will Survive. Sandra and Alfie get engaged. Nothing is resolved, but Alfie and Sandra's wedding might have happened. Taste buds, I ask you this. Isn't all milk poison? Oh, Caitlin, milk is the most disgusting thing you could possibly do. Oh, I'm so glad we are bonded by this. Nick, are we friends or are we enemies? I do, I do not like milk. Yes! As relevant by the size of my bones, but yeah. <laughs> I am so frail, and yet I will take that over having to drink a single glass of milk. Dude, it's gross. That tit liquid is not for me. No, thank uh, you. Yeah, it's it's a thick tit cum from a cow. No. Like, I'm I'm out. I'm out. We should have, no. evolved. We should have evolved beyond it by now. I, <laughs> I will That's right. eat the shit out of cheese and not yogurt, but specifically gogurt. I will power down a gogurt like really nobody you've ever seen before. Yeah. <laughs> if they if that whole uh eating competition, if they went away from hot dogs and went towards gogurt, I would be a world champion. Ryan, I hope you understand that you're now getting a box of gogurt for Christmas. I uh, Nick, just before this, I would like to say that uh, Caitlin and I talked about uh, shaving the skin off feet. And <laughs> that's so much more disgusting than pounding gogurt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Feet stuff, it, it grossed me out more than gogurt. That's for sure. But we are a podcast of hating feet. Yeah, Look yeah. at that. I think that's it. I think that if uh, anybody were to see uh, any of our feet, they would understand. Yeah, mine aren't very good. I have princess feet, but we won't talk about them. Okay. In that uh, Caitlin's feet are shaped like princesses. That's right. I have okay. Anna and Elsa, one on each foot. Uh, Pennyworth is over now, but if you want to watch it, it's on HBO Max. Uh, next up is Titans. This week on Titans, the group hides out in the Star Labs safe house while Rachel and Sebastian talk about how crazy it is that they're siblings. Connor's magical knife wound is infected, affecting his personality. Meanwhile, Mother Mayhem sends a big snake to attack the group. Corey sees a vision of her and Dick's kids, and Gar has to become a virus to destroy the curse from inside Connor's body. Taste buds, I ask you this. Would you rather find out you have a secret, possibly evil sibling, enter your friend's bloodstream, or have a vision that your kids will one day doom the earth? Um, I want to do the magic school bus one where you become a virus to save a friend, save a buddy. I'll take that one for... Caitlin, is that because you already know that your kids will doom the earth? So why even waste it on that? Exactly. Like they're coming for me. They're spawns of the devil. They're going to do it. Me, though, I'm going to save someone by becoming a small little virus. Nick, I'm going to throw this to you. Um, they keep in this show pulling uh, full 
serpents out of yes their, of their like esophaguses. D- how was your gag reflex? Like, how much serpent could you choke down before you were like, Ugh. oh man, it, it'd probably be pretty bad. I, I, you know, maybe seven inches. <laughs> I think that's really healthy, bro. I think that you're doing a good job there. Really? Yeah, see, I've, I'm always, I'm always looking to improve. So, you know, did I tell you guys I figured out uh, because of TikTok how sword swallowers work? No, you didn't that. tell. You didn't tell me that. They swallow the sheath first. What? They oh, as practice, the sheath all the way down, and then when they put the sword in, they're putting it into a sheath, not into their organs. What? Putting it into the sheath that they already swallowed. No way. So they got two big things down there. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yes, they do. How, how do they breathe? They yeah, don't through the their life, nose. The life of a <laughs> yeah. swallower. Uh, Titans <laughs> is on HBO Max on Thursdays. Next up is Warrior Nun. On episodes two or four of Warrior Nun, Ava's halo has been acting up, leaving her paralyzed for mom- for moments. Luckily, when Miguel, remember the dude from the coffee shop in Switzerland, saves her from Hot Priest. Meanwhile, on episode two hundred five, we watch a gruesome battle between Adriel's followers. And the Conclave and Mother Superion as they literally stab, shoot, and slash through all the religious leaders. Taste buds, I ask you this. Were you shocked by the reveal of Miguel's identity? This was crazy. Okay, these two episodes, I, um, so I watched the beginning of Warrior Nun, and then I fell off for two episodes, like, because I fell asleep, and I was like, this isn't interesting. These two episodes rocked my fucking world, and I wish that you watched this, Ryan, because it was so exciting. Miguel, the guy, the hot dude that she met in the coffee shop that we knew something was up with, ends up being Julian's son, which if you don't remember who Julian is, she's the, like, super um, smart scientist who made, like, a big portal and shoved her son through it to try to heal him. Um, So he comes out, and he's all buff and shit now, and hanging out with Ava and is like protecting her and ends up taking out hot priest. But um, that was pretty fucking cool. Um, and okay. There's also, so Adriel's really scary. Uh, he has Lilith on his side now and Lilith is like turned from warrior nun to like basically demon with wings. So Lilith, Lilith and Adriel are coming basically at the end of this. We're going to see a battle between them and the warrior nuns. The warrior nuns not only have Miguel now, they've hot priest is kind of out of the picture. Um, they have reinforcements of more warrior nuns. So we just got nuns on nuns on nuns, warrior which you're nuns. like warrior nuns, it, which is awesome. And I'm so excited to see how that shakes up. But all of the religious leaders are fucking murdered, like brutally, gruesomely murdered in like a hotel, like banquet room. Like it's painted red. And then I, you think there's going to be like a hallway fight scene. And that moment Ava's like, no, it's way too, uh, it's way too narrow here. We can't have a fight scene. We can't fight them here. So they like have to split everyone up. I was like, no, wait, they won't do a hallway scene. They refuse to do a hallway scene in this one, but we did. Well, that's for a different. Exactly. But they like nodded to it. Like, oh no, it's too narrow in this hallway to do that. It's like, oh, so they're talking shit then they were talking shit and i was like i appreciate you for this um but yeah they basically set us up for a big huge battle within the next couple episodes between adriel and his followers and the warrior nuns um and this show's badass i i really really like 
this show. And I was not expecting that. I think I hated it on the first season. Well, I mean, it's easy to hate because it's like it's corny, right? Oh, it's but so like, corny, but it's leaning into it hardcore right now. Right. And I'm I'm digging it. That's the thing is that like if you were like if you're trying to like dodge your corniness, like The Witcher on HBO Max, like get the fuck out of here. But like Warrior Nun leans into it and it's awesome. Great. It's a lot like uh, iZombie or Legends or like a lot of the shows that. Oh, I like I liked iZombie. iZombie rules. Yeah. Or ruled, I guess. Yeah, ruled. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. iZombie. Nick, have you ever watched Warrior Nun? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. But everything you guys are saying sounds kind of cool. <laughs> it's season two gets really good because it leans into the corniness. Season one, it like it goes some weird places, and it's like I was not on board of it for the whole time, especially because. She's like a young girl who uh, like is exploring what it's like to be alive still because she was dead at one point. And yeah. that whole point, it's like, uh, I don't love you living in this TikTok house. But also, that happened. Caitlin, <laughs> can I ask you like a serious question? Did yeah. your uh, feelings towards the main character change once you heard that she was basically engaged to Chris Evans, the actress? No, because uh, I think there was the episode where you weren't on where Mike and I both watched Warrior Nun. And I was back on board with Warrior Nun at that point. So I changed before I knew that that little small uh, fact. You're a hipster then. You're a hipster. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it, it was cool before, you know, before she was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Warrior Nun is on Netflix. Wait, I have a moment of the week. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, hold on real quick. Fuck, I was supposed to ask something. Caitlin, what is your moment of the week? Oh, wow. Thank you, Ryan, for asking me that question. Um. Okay, so... The nuns, the warrior nuns were in a van and they get a, 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 a flat tire. So they have to ditch the van. So Mother Superior goes to the nun. She's like, pray for God to give us a, a resolution, something else to, to get us around. So <laughs> immediately, one of the nuns, Camilla, turns the corner and she says, thank you, God. And then there's a car. So then Mother Superior's like, good thing I know how to hotwire. So the nuns hotwire the van. And then they're like, we need to find food. We everyone's shaky. Like, so they're like, oh, good thing that this was like a, a truck that had ca- that had food in it. So they go to try to see what food was made in this car. Ryan, can you guess what this food Burritos. made? No, it Ice wasn't. Cream. Nick, do you want to guess? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> it was donuts, but it wasn't any type of donuts. It was dick-shaped donuts. So we have all of these nuns eating dick-shaped donuts that are like cream-filled and they're like, give thanks to God. And then it was it was uh it was great. It was a great yeah. representation of the show. God works in mysterious ways. As- <laughs> including cream-filled dicks. <laughs> dick donuts <laughs> and they were all very much enjoying the donuts too which i was like yes thank you when i drop my life and become a sleazy lawyer uh the lawyer name that i picked out is dick donuts what do you dick think? donuts dick donuts attorney at law <laughs> call me for all your legal needs <laughs> warrior nun is on netflix all the time uh, Nick, thank you for joining us for the pull list. I don't. I oh yeah, you have, you have to leave now. Is that all you're? I have to do? leave and come back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, right. That's so weird just to come on for the pull list. Uh, when we come <laughs> back, me and Caitlin are going to do the X Taz. Uh, maybe Nick will join. I might. Welcome to X Taz, bitch. The uh, ultimate take on the uh, soap opera of the '90s. 
early 90s. It's like the OC. Remember the OCD intro, Caitlin? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, the ex- ex- Seminal. Seminal um, mm-hmm. soap opera. When the episode begins, Felix has taken over a building just before they're about to take over the world while Forge, Beast, and Sinister try to come up with a plan. Yeah, so we have all the smart boys all together and they're like, we need to figure out an antidote, which this part was like wild to me because they did come up with an antidote like pretty quickly in the beginning of this episode. And I was like, wow, I lived through a pandemic and it didn't happen this quickly. So personally, that hurt me. Um, but all, all the smart boys came together and they were like, we need a lab. And I'm like, yes, of course, the smart boys need a lab. But yeah, like what? The, some beaker has to like be poured into a different beaker. Like, what do you need a lab for, guys? Because they're the smart ones. So they're like, all I need in life is a lab and then I can figure things out. You know what? Right now, I'm not wearing a white coat and I would love to be wearing a white coat. <laughs> <laughs> they need a desk. These they need desk. they needed a desk and they needed a Bunsen burner and they went to go get that. But before that, we met Cameron Lodge, uh, who is the leader of Genosha and the Earth's guardian to the stars, as he mentioned like five times throughout this episode. Hell yeah. um, Nick, do you remember Cameron Hodge's origin? Like, is he just like a little bitch Twitter nerd who like, wanted more <laughs> attention? No, I mean, like initially is he Elon Musk is he Elon Musk? I guess he he's kind of like that, but he's a uh, he's not. Um, I don't know. He he has a a a crazy fall from grace, <laughs> you know. Like it's like he's just kind of a normal dude who wants to be involved in like you know bigger things, politics, business, all that stuff. And then uh, and then yeah, he ends up you know being a weird phalanx uh, spider guy. So I don't know. That was the most descriptive version of Elon Musk I have ever heard. Of <laughs> so yes, that is what we're watching. Yeah. I mean, like, the main monster, the, the thing that's scariest to me, and we'll get to this, is, like, a pillar of his faces. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that's the, that's the most frightening thing. Well, I think it's crazy because he talks about how he has turned into this, and it's literally the only thing that is a person of him is his face. It's, like, a face on this, like, phalanx, like, yeah. technology, like, square, like, squiggle, I guess. I don't need my arms or my legs or my feet or my hands or my dick anymore. But like, <laughs> keep the face. I would love if you kept the face. Just, just let me have that part, please. It's to show his vanity. Yeah. You see. <laughs> so, so we, the, go ahead. Uh, we get back to the lab, and Amelia's there. Do you guys remember who Amelia? Is? <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's it's not only X Men. It's Professor X's exes. They're so, always here. So X women. X women. <laughs> I love this part because so so. <laughs> So Beast gets handed a coffee by her. This is how we're reintroduced to her. And he looks her dead in the face, says thank you, pauses, then exclaims that it's her, like in the most dramatic way. And and this is this is where I actually thought in my head, because I didn't watch this like after I watched the previous one and after we had our, our chat the last time. But I was like, okay, I'm starting to sympathize with your guys' feelings on Beast. Or at least understand them <laughs> a little bit. He's a, he's, yeah, he's kind of a tool. He's a little, little rough. So, Caitlin, uh, basically, we decided the fact that uh, Beast will say 17 words instead of one. Everything mm-hmm. has to be like drawn out. And yep. even his, when he's scared, he's like, oh my God, I must find my fainting couch. This is what, <laughs> this is what Socrates said. <laughs> yeah. About That's the pull. Shit. What's a quote? What's a quote? What, what's a quote that I can use right here? That's 
<laughs> Beast has just a whole book of quotes that he can pull from. He does, yeah. But Amelia's back and she has to explain, I'm finally doing what I did after like when I want what I wanted to when I was with Professor or with Charles. It's like, okay. And I feel like this is like the this is the the I don't know, the cross that all ex-girlfriends must bear is every friend you have to go up to and be like, uh, I'm not like everything he said about me. I'm sorry that he said all of that. I'm I'm actually doing so much better now. I actually got my uh, nursing degree in mutinology, (laughs) so it's fine. Was she a nurse or a doctor? Because I was trying to figure that out because she looked like a nurse, but then they said doctor, but I don't know if you were referring to her or the other person next to her. I think she's a nurse in the streets, but a doctor in the sheets. Oh, that's what she said. That's an (laughs) Amelia thing. (laughs) To be fair, if you if your ex is Professor X, you probably are doing better when you're not with him. So for reals, reals. (laughs) he's terrible at relationships. So the lab that the smart boys all go to is in this hospital that Amelia is at. And um, of course the phalanx, they find them. So the, the phalanx comes to take over the hospital and they start fighting it, but then they're like, we can't do anything about it. And they retreat into the hospital, leading the phalanx into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, yeah. Myra, Moira, excuse Moira. me. <laughs> so Mo- Moira. Uh, she uh, gave up the fight for her patients pretty quick, huh? So quickly. <laughs> like she's like, like, wow, no, my patients. And then they're just like, but you have to. And she's like, okay, yeah, sure. Well, I think that's a theme for this episode. We'll get to the next person who gives up the fight pretty quickly, but um, <laughs> later. But um, yeah, it's just like, uh, no, we will stand forever. And they watch Phalanx for one second. They're like, you know what, bro, take it over. <laughs> like, it's all yours. <laughs> Do as you will. Just gave up a hospital <laughs> of Thank six you. people. They gave up the hospital so quickly and but because they gave up the hospital, they were able to get to the hospital ship, which is a wild ship. Um, uh, and, Caitlin, I'm sorry. Did you yeah. not know that every hospital has its own ship? Is this and, the first time you're hearing about this? <laughs> I, I you know what? I guess I didn't research my hospitals well yeah. enough to know that each one of them has a crazy ship. I was expecting like a helicopter maybe like a small plane. Uh-huh. No, they were in like a full like X-Men ship, it seemed like. Some people think that uh, some hospitals have two ships and some think that they have zero ships. Every hospital has exactly one ship. <laughs> Just one single ship, which was great for them because they got to escape. And where did they escape to, Ryan? Where did they go? Uh, the air. They went to the air <laughs> and then they went to Magneto Sanctum on like Antarctica or wherever it was. Hold on, yeah. Caitlin. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure that they went up to somebody who uh, was covered in shadow. And we couldn't see what his face was, even though we could see all of his yeah. very purple and blue costume. Who could this possibly be? It's like, I could see your abs for miles, Magneto. I know exactly who you are. You don't, you cannot hide in the shadow. He's not humble. No. He, he's not. But you know what he does have? He has uh, some facial hair that he didn't have beforehand. So he, he was hiding. Rad. He <laughs> always looks rad with his and long I bet hair. That, I bet that testosterone filled bitch grew that in a day. I bet that was one day of Magneto like forcing it to come out of his face. He had to. He like st- like stimulated it with all of his little magnet hands or whatever. That's at on. A certain, at a certain point later, Cameron Hodge is like, "Hey, Magneto, nice beard." And- <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in the, in the whole episode. Magneto's like, "Fuck you, Cameron Hodge," but you can see inside he's like, "Well, thank you." Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. So I, I might keep you know- this. 
Speaking of Magneto growing the beard in a day, that's very like on point for Magneto. Like he would be that dramatic to be like, oh, I'm going to like pretend like I've given up and be all rough and tumble, you know, and all that jazz in one day. You know, he like has a security system around where he's at because he threw off all of his purple pieces of his costume and he's sitting in his chair just waiting, waiting for someone to come and talk to him. No, he was in the corner playing Game Boy. Yeah. He heard heard somebody hit the doorknob. He was like, oh, shit, back in my throne. I got to look like I've been thinking. If I saw that face, what I would say is, uh, wow, the uh, that top half is mag, but the bottom half is neato. Ooh. <laughs> and then I would be absolutely decimated by a mutant powers immediately. I would be dead. I would be pulled apart atom by atom. Um, but yeah, we they have to convince Magneto now to to join them. Hey, Caitlin. Yeah. You get your timer out. How long did that take when they were like, hey, Magneto, <laughs> will you come with us? And he was like, I will never support humans. Yeah, uh, they have your boy. I'll do it right now. And I'll be in the car. It starts to, the, yeah, the grand tradition of uh, the way everybody gets a bad accent when they say Pietro. It's, yeah. it's always a treat. Yeah. I, I love it. Forge did it in the last episode. I forgot to mention that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just I, Pietro. I don't know why they don't do what I do, which is just like, oh, and then we also have you. Like, if you don't know how to say somebody's name, just be like, and then also them in the corner. Yeah. Pietro. Might as well. Pietro. So yeah, Magneto's like, yes, I will help you to save my my boy to save him from this phalanx. I think he says my sweet sugar plum boy. My sweet, <laughs> sweet baby boy. I, I did want to give them credit on that too, because like until I watched this, I was like, oh, did they just put Quicksilver in there for that literally like 10 seconds in the last episode just because no. they wanted him there? And it's like, no, it actually served a purpose. It was, was like, a gray herring. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so we find out um, that Warlock, he takes a little piece of the phalanx with Magneto. They they capture that and they find out that um, the phalanx wants to control the whole universe, not just Earth. Um, so it has bigger plans to take over. Which is crazy because uh, that's always surprising to me when somebody is like, I think I know how humans should work. And I don't want it to just be for me. I want it to be for everyone by force. How often does that happen in history? All this, unfortunately, it's so real. It's so real. And then they just want to make everyone, which they said, phalanx is like a technology and biological thing. It's like, okay, I don't know what that means, but sure. Let's all make everyone that. At one point, the phalanx says, this is the final solution. That is straight up Nazi language. Yeah. Yeah. Phalanx bad news, that's for sure. Although I will say, I just that little scene of uh, Warlock and Magneto teaming up. I really love that team up. Magneto like basically just has no time for his cartoony bullshit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also kind of like, hey, you know, he, he's he's all right. <laughs> no, I love how we're watching a cartoon and we're on Magneto's side. Yeah, <laughs> we also don't have time for this cartoony bullshit. Like, wrap it up, Warlock. We have shit to do. Yeah. Um, so they, they take their tiny little sampling of this phalanx and they test their, their, um, what is it? A solution, their little vial against it. And they're like, oh yes, it works. Um, and after that, they're like, okay, we need to go to the center of where the phalanx lives. So of course, where is the center of this? Where is the hub? It's none other than the empire state building. (laughs) Right where they were before in the last episode. (laughs) 
Yep. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what we don't see is like uh the people who are tracking the uh like the the fuel logs of the jets here, like, oh my we all right, let's fly the jets all the way back to New York. Here we go. Here we go again. So of course they they go over to the Empire State Building, uh, where all the rest of the mutants are being held. So Wolverine, Gambit, um, uh, all the rest of the mutants are there, and they have to get inside and save everyone so they can help them defeat the Phalanx. So they start off by saving Jean Grey. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, I mean, like if you got to save one person, right? Yeah, they're like, Jean Grey, we need you to, I know you just got out of this little bubble, but I need you to make the bubble strong again so we can continue doing what we're doing. She does. And, and I then I did kind of like, sorry, Caitlin, but I, I kind of liked how the first episode of this was not great as far as like storytelling goes, but like the back half of this episode, how it was like, all right, here are the teams. This is how we split up. Let you, you guys go save Jean Grey. And then... I thought that actually sort of did work. Like, that was actually suspenseful. Like, will all of these teams come together to figure out their mission? I think they did a really good job at moving this episode along so quickly and getting everything done. Like, they're always good at that. But this one, I was like, yeah, we're getting shit done. And this is exciting. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, when they're in the building, uh, yeah, they save Jean Grey. Then they have to continue saving people. Um, there's... <laughs> Wolverine and Wolverine, of course, won't assimilate because, you know, adamantium. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's a little bitch. And he's the biggest bitch of the West. Um, that's why he won't assimilate. But they they found a way to assimilate the mutants now. And they're going to start, of course, with Charles. Yeah. To assimilate. And he's in his little bubble. He's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> he has a great, great line to Cameron Hodge where he's like, did you lose your humanity to the phalanx or did you ever have any at all? And mm-hmm. Cameron Hodge, like it, 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 like the camera even like closes up on him, but he can't say anything. He can't even clap back to anything. What's so yeah. weird that is was that, a burn. Like, that, no, it's a great line, but then it cuts to Cameron Hodge and like he touches his fingers together, like in uh, <laughs> Montgomery Burns style, and then it fades <laughs> out. And I thought, like, oh, are we getting a flashback? But no, it was just more X Men animation. No, yeah, it's just like, that he did, he couldn't come up with the comeback. <laughs> yeah, so and Cameron Hodge paid the editors to cut that part out, like so, where he could not come up with the comeback. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was really waiting for a comeback too, and there was nothing. But we did get to see Gambit all assimilated, like and all technological. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and doesn't Cameron Hodge like takes one of his cards and like, yeah, he does. It's all fading. Like, yeah. It's- <laughs> It's like that was very magician like on brand on brand. I like it. Uh, then, of course, we save Scott Summers and Ryan. What does Scott do when he gets saved by Sinister? Look, as <laughs> tell the, me uh, as the consummate Scott Summers defender of this podcast, I will say that this was not his best episode. Uh, he he opens up out of his bubble. And look, I think it's important to note that it is a bubble. Like he's only been living in his Twitterverse, not understanding yeah. what are happening. He open, he gets out of his bubble and he shoots at Mr. Sinister immediately. Immediately. He, he waits no longer than 0.1 seconds to just blast Sinister. And it's oh, like wait, who is that? Sinister? Well, why would you send Sinister to open Scott's yes, thing out of all question. the people though, too? You know, I mean, like it's well, I think anyone, but I, I don't think that like Jean Grey would have thought to, you know, immediately try to hurt Sinister who just saved her. Yeah. But of course, yeah. Scott Summers, 
he does. Wait, what are um, you saying, Caitlin? Are you saying that uh, Scott Summers is like a bad person? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love <laughs> Scott. I'll, I'll defend. I'll defend Scott all day with you. Oh Alex. my God! Two of them. There's two of them. <laughs> I love like, Cyclops. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't know there was more than one. Well, now that I know who I'm podcasting with, uh, we get. <laughs> We then zoom to uh, the other, the group two. So the people who are trying to get the antidote to the core. So this is going to be Warlock and Magneto. I think there's someone else with them too, Beast maybe, but whoever they are, they're forgettable. Is it that? No, it's not them who let, one one of the teams lets Polaris out. And she like immediately starts just like wrecking the tentacles and stuff. Yeah. And, like, it, which is pretty cool. Cause like, I like how it's like Gene and I guess Scott kind of does too after he tries to blast Sinister, but they're all kind of stumbling. And Polaris doesn't stumble at all. Like, she just <laughs> immediately starts fighting. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Immediately out of the bubble. Hold on, bubble. Time, out, time out. Sorry, Caitlin. I think my thing froze. All right. Uh, I'm just going to go now. So. We're good. Go back. You're good right now. Good. Okay. Uh, so we have Warlock and and Magneto. They're in their bubble. They're traveling to the core, and they're ready to get this antidote to that core to save everyone. And they are met by none other than the, the you know, what's his name? Cameron Hodge. Hodge. Cameron Hodge. This is where he says the beard thing. Yes, this is where he says a good beard thing. And he's like, I'm going to crush you with his like tentacles. Which, let's be honest. Was he like, I'm going to fuck with Magnus right now? And I'm going to say nice beard? Or was he like, God damn, I'm so, I'm a fucking supervillain. But still, (laughs) I can't not help but say, that's a fucking nice beard. He said uh, the way he says it, because because the literal line is Magneto. The beard's a new look for you. Somehow you pull it off. Yeah, like no, it's- and it's like <laughs> it's almost like he's about to ask Magneto if he thinks he could also pull off. It's specific, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like like I could say Caitlin, nice eyes, and then Nick, nice eyes, and then you're like, oh, he just tells everybody nice eyes, but he specifically says Magneto, beards, not a fan. But yours, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want to go out on a date later after we assimilate together? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they get that, that antidote there. But once they're getting squeezed, uh, we see uh, Warlock. He's like, I need to find my life mate. I hope my life mate's here. And then he gets dropped out of this little bubble because that's what their plan was. And he takes, runs this antidote to the core. Can I ask both of you a question real quick? Uh, I'll start with Caitlin because you weren't on Phalanx Part 1. How are you doing with Warlock as a character? Are you fucking annoyed or are you rooting for him? I'm, I am rooting for him. Um, he's a weird, he's a weird little character. He talks all weird. Uh-huh. He calls himself self. The self thing is what I'm asking about. Yeah, he calls himself self and, and life mate. I, I was fine with it. I was confused on how he told people his name um, because he continues to call himself self. But why is it that all characters that are weird have to refer to themselves in like the third person? (laughs) Well, he says he says technically like Warlock's not his name. It's a he says self is Warlock, but it is a title, like not a name or whatever. This is why Caitlin does not like hip hop. (laughs) 
<laughs> always referring Nick, to himself. But Nick, you're used to Warlock at this point, right? I love Warlock. He, he, yeah, I mean, you know, and and I I think I said it on the last episode too, but um, this interpretation of Warlock is like pretty spot on for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I don't know. He's just uh he's just endearing and like a little weirdo, but he's fun, you know. That's what <laughs> I liked him. He was fun. Ryan, are you not Team Warlock? I'm not Team Warlock, and I never have been. Like, even at the comic books, I was annoyed yeah. by him. Uh, I love how, like, he's like, Forge, what's up yes. with that leg? I'll make that leg. I love that. Or, like, uh, who was it, Nick, who was it in the last episode where, like, you need a jetpack? I'll be your jetpack. Oh, it was Beast. Yeah. And, yeah, Beast jetpack. But the cartooniness, like, there's something, like, in my head, I think in my head canon when I read the comic books, he was very robotic. You know, he sounded yeah. like this. And in the cartoons, he's like, ah, I'm Warlock. You know, and like, that's what I think is annoying. You know what I was going to bring up too, um, because we're, I think, I guess, because we're on the part right now where he, he runs towards the core. Um, he, I, I kind of, uh, thought of this just because of like one little instance when he drops out of the bubble with Magneto and he evades the tentacles, but the way he does it is he does like a freakazoid spin. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, and I was like, oh, is that what they're like trying to emulate? Like, you know, like is like a freakazoid style character. Like, because he like the way he talks and stuff too is kind of like that. Like I was yeah. like, oh, like it's it's like you said, it's it's less robot-y than I guess I would imagine if I had just only ever read the books. But what's crazy about Warlock, and this was the case with a different character who was on um Bishop's uh rainbow bridge from last season is that like he's cartoony in a way that none of the other characters are you know like they're they're trying to be like comic books come to life and he's like no we're in a cartoon right now yeah so yeah. there is that part of it that i really like also like i like the whole idea of you know if it's we're trying to fight fascism or uh religion or whatever it's going to take one of them to break the whole thing you know so like if they're going to be that metally and robot it's going to take somebody like that. You know, like every time it, 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 we can't fight that fire with our shit, it has to be their shit. So that's a, that's the thing I appreciate about Warlock. Yeah. So he finally, he finally gets that little antidote in the core and guys immediately it works. All this phalanx is, is getting zapped out of everything. Not only the Empire State Building, but all the people are turning back normal. And who do we see on the floor crawling? Is that is that him? Is that the Cameron Lodge? That's Cameron. who has flesh. his arm oh, no, and leg. Flesh. It's flesh. Yeah. I, I got to say that this made me think. Um, I was like, there must have been like some infighting with the animators because just this like 10 second sequence. It's like, they could not agree how the phalanx should look when they come off of things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's like, it turns like to sand at first, then it changes shots. And then it's like a tornado, mm-hmm. like disappearing off like the empire state building. And then it becomes blue for a second on some people and just kind of flies away. And then it just fades off of Cameron Hodge. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> it's like four different things. Also, does Cameron Hodge, he has, it looks like a robotic arm and leg. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So he's still kind of a technology boy, um, but he's crawling on the floor like, no, my flesh. Why? (laughs) Uh, But then we finally see um, the, let's see. What do we see after that? Oh, Warlock. He's like, my life mate. Where is my life mate? 
And of course, none other than the life mate comes over the corner and they're like, yay, I found you self self. I love you. Life mate self loves life mate too. And they're happy. I think yeah. like I hate flesh as much as Cameron Hodge, but then we have to watch these two robots make out. That's yep. That's they, gross. they totally had digital sex and we didn't even know it. Um, and then we see another reuniting moment when Pietro uh, is also safe. And Magneto is like, my son, there he is, my son. But Caitlin, before that, Cyclops, yeah. in his <laughs> infinite wisdom, stands up and says, where did Sinister go? And we see him <laughs> running right best, behind the building. <laughs> the best part of the episode, like, this easily. Is, like, it's like, honestly, just, this might be the best part of the entire series. Just like, <laughs> yeah, he's literally running off into an alley behind him. <laughs> Like, that's so good. And if Cyclops was smart, he would have been like, let's check the alleyways. But no, yeah. he doesn't say that. Sinister's like, whoop. Yeah. Did uh, you guys notice, too, there's, um, like, when they're all reuniting outside the building, right? Uh, there's that random close-up of Scott and Jean, like, when they embrace. And then they kiss, but they kiss, like, really hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and you're like, geez, PDA, guys. You know. Uh, does your mouth hurt? Because mine does as well. That's how kissing works. Yeah. It's like, it's like they bash their heads into each other. It was like really weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, that happens. And then, of course, we see Pietro's back. And the episode ends. The way the episode ends is Magneto says, thank God you're safe. And then Beast goes, a sentiment shared by every parent on Earth. And that's how it ends. Like rainbows, butterflies, beasts. Caitlin, do you see why Beast is the worst? I hate Beast. I've never <laughs> liked him either. That was a perfect ending. And then Beast was like, hold up, hold up. Hold up. I need I to have an extra <laughs> sentence to add that nobody wants. Literally, he said that. And I was like, why? Why Shut Beast? Shut the fuck up, Frazier. I had to think about that because I was like, why would they think thank god you're safe i was like oh wait everyone was digital i guess assimilated okay they all do right the, beast. they do do the tropey thing at the end of this episode too that i kind of i sort of never get tired of where the entire like squad stands around and they pose for a picture that nobody's taking yeah. <laughs> they just <take> the camera yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh, okay yeah it's how comic book artists would draw this right yes okay, exactly let's stand here then So now we're at the the awards, the time yes. for the awards. Okay, so we'll start off. And Nick, you got all everything ready for your awards? Oh, yeah, I got it ready. Perfect. All right. So first, we'll start off with most 90s thing. Okay. Um, I'd have to say the, the thing that struck me as the most 90s was actually a line uh, or two lines, an exchange between Banshee and Beast. And, because Banshee, at one point, asked Beast when they're like researching and trying to figure out how to... Yeah here he said <laughs> you know where i'm going with this <laughs> he says banshee's like uh are they like are the phalanx are they like a computer virus or a common cold virus and beast dramatically exclaims both <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very 90s <laughs> if beast existed in real life banshee would have asked that question Beast, I have a question to ask you are they a common cold virus <laughs> or a computer virus Beast would have fucking bitch slapped him. He would have been like, <laughs> "Fucking don't ever ask me that question." God, yeah, but Beast was like, "You know what, Banshee? Good question. Kind of both." <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan, what was your most nineties thing? My most nineties thing was uh, Lorna's green hair. <laughs> yeah, 
in the 90s, that was female character development is like, uh, I don't know. Give her green hair. Is that enough? Let's just see if that's enough. And it was. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor Lorna. She didn't get much character development until way later. <laughs> but like, uh, you're uh, you're a male. All right, here's your three-dimensional character aspects. You're a female, pink hair. Go ahead. Go on out, guys. At least they at least everyone still got pouches. Yeah. Okay, everyone got their good pouches. Yeah. Um, for my most funny thing I did, well, the colors that Gambit turned into when he became part of the Phalanx, because they're like, no, we cannot have Gambit as just yellow and black. He kept his purple, he kept his the like all the colors that he is. Like, he did that, like turn different colors. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> he looks like the floor in like every single like pizza shop, like the carpet. I think that's what Gambit looked like. And that's why he's my most 90s thing right there. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, should I should I give out the awards, Ryan? Yeah, that's a, that, it's all you do. All right. Well, I'm going to give mine to Nick. You're going to get the first point. For yes. Best. You know all what, right. Caitlin? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next is best use of power. Ryan, why don't you start? My best use of power is, fuck, man, things are going wrong, and we don't know how bad they are. And then uh, Warlock is like, Phalanx alarm, Phalanx alarm. Yes. I'm literally <laughs> saying the words Phalanx alarm. Uh, you guys don't have Spidey sense? It's fine. I'm literally saying Phalanx alarm to you, and that's how everybody knew that things were going wrong. That's the power of the week is Warlock's Phalanx alarm. That's very good. That's pretty good. I like that. Nick, what's your best use of power? Okay. It's it's gotta be Magneto using his powers to pass along the antidote tube to Mr. Sinister to give to Cameron Hodge's phalanx head, even though it was only three feet away from both of them. Yeah. He had to use his powers though. Yeah, how they, else? Had to, they had to show it a little bit more, I guess. But yeah, how I else was, would you know he can make bubbles? I like rewound that. I was like, I was like, did he just pass him that? Like, why wouldn't he just hold it or, like, <laughs> or give it to him himself? <laughs> Very good. My best use of power is going to be Wolverine for not like assimilating. Like huh. he was like powerful enough where he'd be like, no, and he did. Like, always- anytime Wolverine can sit an episode out, that's great. He was like, I ain't gonna do it, bub. And he didn't. Um, where you don't want me to go. <laughs> yeah. He's a tough I'm, guy. I'm going to give that one to Ryan for the failing so alarm. That one's pretty good. Uh, okay. Best gap, gasp line. Nick. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. Um, but uh, my favorite was Mr. Sinister yeeting Myra out of her own plane. <laughs> <laughs> when she got the failings. He's like, get He's like, no, <laughs> like just immediately kicked her out. <laughs> uh, my best use or my, be- my best gasp line is going to be when Pietro was like free of the failings. He was like fine with Magneto being like my son. What? Like the last time I saw their relationship together, both him and the Scarlet Witch were like, didn't want anything to do with Magneto. So I thought that was very surprising. And I gasped when I saw like, he was like, oh, yes, I will hug my father and walk away with him in the sunset. I was like, not my Pietro. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, him and Wanda have like extreme daddy issues with him. So like, I know they do, which is why I was like, I know daddy issues on a personal level. And this is not what it looks like, Pietro. Why? Why did you just accept your father's love? He did nothing, really. But he did. But he didn't. 
Uh, Ryan, what is uh, your best gas line? I have to say that uh, I didn't know. We talked about this earlier, but I didn't know who that villain was because they they were covered in so many shadows, and then mm-hmm. the shadows revealed a magento, uh, magento. Yes. Well, like, <laughs> I was like, who could this be? It can't be. No, come on. It is Magneto. There he is with a which, beard. Which which do you think was more obvious, the Magneto reveal in this one or the Mister Sinister reveal in the last one? Oh man, the last one was like, who <laughs> does have those sharp teeth and, <laughs> and the shredded cape? <laughs> they really they don't they leave they have a lot of costumes that do not leave a lot for imagination. Like yeah, it's very clear. Uh, Ryan, I'm actually going to give you that point um, because, wow, how how would we have known who that was? He didn't have his purple on. Uh, okay, now we're going to go to LVP. Nick, can you tell me your LVP? Okay, I hate to say it because it's the same as the last episode, but I got to go Gambit again. Uh, you know, he was he was just playing basketball in the last one and got captured, and it was like <laughs> whatever. Uh, but in this one. Cameron Hodge, actually, we talked about it. He uses one of his cards, so he technically helps the bad guy in a way, and the X-Men don't even free him for the fight. Like, he's just out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be Gambit, unfortunately. And and before I say, because Rogue didn't do anything either, but at least Rogue in the last episode was helping uh, Professor X with his uh, gymnastic stuff. So Oh, good. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, and Ryan, your LVP. Mine hurts me even more than that, Caitlin. It's Cyclops. It's, oh, uh, yes! <laughs> what? Yes! <laughs> you know that he's my uh, life MVP. But for this episode, LVP, in that, um, hey, uh, have you been doing... What are you doing, Mr. Sinister? I have to shoot blast at you. I blast at you immediately. Like, that's it's, not cool. He does do nothing but hinder the mission, I guess, <laughs> in this one. He does it not once, but twice, Nick. And that's why, <laughs> Ryan, I'm so proud of you. I have to give you the point for this one. And also, I was going to give my LVP to Scott as well. So, like, like that's it's just hard, a rule. Though, but, like, he's obviously, like, man, you do nothing but hurt your teammate's job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you finally came to this realization. I feel like that's a big growth step. So, I'm glad I, I could be here for this moment. And we're moving on to MVP. Ryan, who's your MVP? My MVP is Forge for the line. Um, hold on. Let me pull it up. Uh, Mr. Sinister, you need to administer. That's <laughs> like in this is early 90s. And that is like public enemy level rapping right there is. Sinister, <laughs> you need to administer. That's it's got to be Forge. Like he straight up said. I cannot believe that like a giant or like a tinier forge with like a clock around his neck was like, yeah, forge. Let's hear it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It would have been fitting. And Nick, what's your, who's your MVP? Okay. So I, I have to say Magneto only because like, okay. Yeah. He plays a pivotal part in terms of like the plan, but He's the only reason they get a plan going. They're mm-hmm. like, they, they can't do anything. <laughs> and then they're just kind of like, we need Magneto. And then he gets shit done. So I'm like, yeah, Magneto for, for sure. 
They're like, we have the science boys and the science boys did their thing, but we don't know what to do after that. So yeah. we need I to call that. our friend Magneto. Yeah. Um, my MVP is going to be Warlock because he's just a crazy little dude. And he is like, I, I will be the one to get this to the core. And then I'm also going to go back to my planet and make sure to eradicate this from everything else. It's like, damn, damn, Warlock, you doing some shit out here, aren't you? Plus, is he the Jesus Christ of like, no, don't let Christianity become this. Yeah. <laughs> I, will do it. I will do it. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, Warlock was my runner up. I think I just want to do something different, too, because I think I picked him last time. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, I'm actually going to give you the MVP, too, because Magneto's uh, he's like you know, second to Warlock, the MVP. So I will give that to you. And the final score is going to be Nick. You got two points. And then Ryan, it was a tough battle. And you came out on top with three because you finally repented and and you were like, Scott, he's bad. (laughs) And I think that's all for today. Uh, Ryan, do you want to do you want to take us out of here? Uh, Yeah. I would love actually, Caitlin, and if you could take your friend Nick and get the fuck out of the studio because I oh. have new people. Oh no! To bring up here, so uh, Caitlin, you go first. Okay. And uh, your replacement is to tell us about website is cheddar cheese that wishes it was uh, Swiss cheese. Uh, I'm just a little shop on my edges. So they call me Cheddar, but I really, I've got some holes that need to be filled because. Wow. I'm I'm so sorry. What is your name? (laughs) I think, I think my name is Cheddar. And you, you seem like one of those poor cartoons that's always like bundled up in a bunch of sweaters. And uh, even though it's not cold right now, it's a balmy 74 degrees. Just sweating, sweating with sickness. Sickness. So you're sick cheese. You're poor cheese. Are you government cheese? They call me shop. They call me shop cheese. All right. Sharp cheese. Uh, what is it like to watch your babies go away to other people's mouths? Is that cool with you? You know, we come into this planet to bring hell to people's intestines. And that's what my babies do. And I'm proud of each one of them every time they they bring people to the toilets, to the knees. Every time I eat one of your babies, I do bow down to the toilet. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? That's what my shop friends are here to do. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. It's Jesus. Uh, it's Jesus. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, do you have any websites to tell us about? Yes. There's a shop website called popfilter.co. Go there and look at it. It's great. There's another website, popfilter.co slash Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've got more than cheese on Amazon, but you can fill your cart with all of my children. No, just buy cheese. Just like buy yep. her children. Buy my and children. I would say that half of all cheese bought is goes to you, right? Like that's your funds. That's where I get all my cheddar from. All right. Uh you can get the fuck off the stage. This, you're, you're making me sad, and this is awful. Um, uh, here to talk about other shows is uh, a cheese relative. This is the inventor of pepperoni. It's Joseph Pepperoni. 
Joe Pepperone. Joe Pe- <laughs> yeah, that's you, Joe Pepperone. Go. That's me, Joe Pepperone. Famed pepperoni uh, creator, you know? Yeah. No, good, good. Did you invent pepperoni? <laughs> I guess. What did I do? What'd you tell me I did? All right. Yeah, Joe Pepperoni, you're <laughs> out of here. Uh, <laughs> other shows, movie of the year, and uh, none of my friends like comic books and also Unnatural 20s. Here, Caitlin, can you bring this person in? Yeah. Okay, you're going to march them in? Yes. Uh, here to tell us about the uh, the other social media that we do. This is uh, Sponge, Sponge, Square Sponge. A three-sponged person. Oh, hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here and tell you about something. I can't even remember because my mind's going a million miles a minute. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Hello. Did you say social media? Nick, uh, do you know how to talk to people like this? Like Spongebob? No, uh, Sponge, 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 Sponge. Sponge, Sponge, Sponge. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> All right, so let's let's sort of tag team this interview. Uh, sponge, 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 sponge. Uh, you were here to talk about social media. Like, what do you think about social media? Sponge, 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 sponge. I like to absorb everything, including social media, like the Instagram, which we're on. Uh, and and that's your pot filter. Sponge, 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 Bob, sponge, sponge. Uh, are you from New Jersey? Yeah, yeah, so funny. I, I actually, I live in a puddle, under, under a creek. Uh, is it in New Jersey though? I can't tell you. I don't really understand maps. It's got some Marissa Tomei in there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like that. You are, uh, like, uh, SpongeBob, Sponge Sponge. Do your best, Marissa Tomei. I am Marissa Tomei, and I know exactly who that is. <laughs> uh, every one of Marissa Tomei's feet has five of these. It's a toe and May. Do an impression of that. All of her toes? Yeah, each one. Each one. <laughs> I have big toe. I am the not as big toe. <laughs> All right. You, yeah, you can find us on uh, Instagram at <laughs> your pop uh, bye. I want to thank Nick from uh, none of your friends like comics. I want to thank Caitlin from this is from Superhero Show Show. Show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank everyone. Next week, guys, do you know what we're doing? No. Can anybody guess what we're doing? That's a good question. No. Has anybody oh. been on Disney Plus to know what the, we're doing? The Guardians Holiday Special. We're doing what? the Guardians Holiday Special. And the finale of Stargirl. Oh, devastating. And the Shushi for Actress. Ooh. And here to uh, bounce us out is the SpongeBob's Sponge Sponge's <laughs> aunt. So take it away. Oh, oh. What did you want me to do? Just say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> I never want to see you ever again. Well, okay, that's a little harsh. Just complain about stuff. Oh my god, you guys are such, you know, talkers. You talk forever. I can't handle it. I, I can't believe you're gonna do this next week too. You should really get outside more. For Nick. For-
for <laughs> politics. For politics. I'm Ryan. We'll see you next week.